Yeah, and I, and I really feel like the person we're getting ready to talk to right now is an excellent example of how you don't let that bring you down, but rather you take it to a positive place to take it to a next level up. And matter of fact, that T-shirt, that shirt you got on is the next level up with those palm trees on it. Zion Clark, what's going on, Zion? Hey, where the accent from? I'm from Ohio. Ohio, I just left Canton, Ohio the other day. Uh, that's where I'm from. I'm from Canton. Yeah, oh, I, went, I, I went to the championship game for the uh, women's tackle football out there and checked it out. Oh, word, word. That's what's up. Yeah, my mom's everybody out there. Yeah, yeah, I was out there. It was fun. So tell us what you have coming up right now, what you say you have going on. I got um, I have my first pro MMA sanctioned fight uh, October 29th, and uh, LA will go permanently on my pro record. Uh, I got a lot of things going on. This is probably my, the number one thing. My coach, he's one of the pioneers of MMA, along with uh, my other instructors or uh, masters of jiu-jitsu and grappling and striking. Yeah. Uh, you know, my team, we have a lot of guys from my boy AJ McKee all the way to Rampage Jackson, who's in there every single day learning from my coaches as well. Uh, so we have a pretty uh, solid program running right now. And, uh, where where do like you train? Gas down and I'm ready for it. Team Body Shop. Team Body Shop. Where, where is that located? Long Beach. Oh, Long Beach, California. Okay. Well, I knew California. you were going to yeah. bring up Long Beach, California. Oh, California. Hey, you know, I like California. Hey. I keep trying to tell them about California, man. They're not, they're not feeling it. You feeling California? Yeah, yeah. No, I love it. Uh, I, have a, I have a spot out in Beverly Hills right now. So There we go. There we I, go. That's can't say up. I'm not living, living the life right now. Cool. Well, listen, you have an impressive list of accomplishments from being a wrestler, motivational speaker, an author, what have you. You mentioned your wrestling prowess that right now, and it's even more impressive considering everything that you've overcome to even actually become all that you are as a multi-hyphenate. You know, for those people who need a little bit more illumination as to exactly what it is, um, that you were dealing with from the get-go of life. Can you just explain to people what um, caudal regression syndrome is? Oh, no, it's, uh, yeah, caudal regression syndrome, it's uh, just a very rare disease uh, that affects uh, one out of roughly every 100,000 uh, kids per year. In my case, I didn't have legs, and that's uh, pretty much it. Yeah, and I just want to know, like, because I had a cousin, and he went through a similar situation where uh, he did actually walk for a while, but then he he, he became paralyzed. And uh, I watched him go through so many emotionally ups and downs, and I was right there with him the whole time. At what point did you say, not only am I finna live my life and enjoy myself, but I'm finna push the issue to the next level? At, at what point did that happen? I mean, for me, I wasn't like, oh my God, I don't have legs. No, I was born, with, I was born without legs. Mm -hmm. So just how you learn to walk on your feet, I learned to walk on my hands. And wow. I learned to run on my hands. I learned to do things with my hands. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to take this to the next level. No, I was just a kid. Uh, I had a dream of being an athlete. I pushed the issue because I had family members around me that were also doing the same thing. My cousin being the world's fastest rugby player. My sister also being a multiple-time uh, state champ, national champ, right there with me in track and field. Mm -hmm. uh, and then... My family, we're a family of wrestlers and football players. You know, it was really like, I was just doing what my family was doing. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, picked up the family business and said, hey, let me find my way in the family business. Hey, and you did take it to a next level because let's be honest, you had to, you had to actually surpass some, some hurdles that other people didn't have. 
Yeah, Absolutely. And I think, too, though, even though you're talking about you have other family members who are, are, are very accomplished and very ambitious, especially athletically, and that helped you. But to a certain degree, it, it does feel like an oversimplification, right, in terms of it's so easy. I mean, shoot, when my, co- when my cousin is the world's fastest rugby player in Team USA Rugby 7s, with multiple Olympic gold around your neck, that's kind of uh, pushes the issue a little bit. And, and you're right. <laughs> and having that, and having the people outside of you is a wonderful motivation you know, when they're trying to, you know, attack things at a higher level too. At the absolutely. same time, absolutely. Like that. That was that was my motivation. Like yeah. when I was in high school, my my older cousin, uh, he had already been an Olympic champ at this point. Called me mm-hmm. and told me like, go get that. Shit. Like like bro, like listen. Yeah. It's my turn. It's my turn to get what needs to be, do what needs to be done. The year before, my sister won it. Uh, before that, he won it. And he's like, you can win it. So I won it twice. There you go. Yeah. There you go. But how, did, how do you move past an easy place and not be there? Because it, and regardless of whether it's a, it's a physical challenge, because we all have things that we go through where it's easy to just wallow in current circumstance, something that's happening to us in the day, or things that we can't control. But, I, but can you explain for those people who maybe don't have the motivations outside that you do with your family members pushing you, how did you move from a place of not being in self-pity to being able to get out of bed and 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 almost forget about their it. mental toughness. Mm-hmm. Oh, I never really had like I never really had self pity from where I was, and uh, Canton and like being in the hood and stuff with the type of people I had around me before I had any type of athletic success. My boys, my gang, they picking me up every time that something was going south because I might be I was just going through the foster care system where I wasn't getting treated with respect in a home. I was getting treated with respect every time I stepped outside. Mm. So then I didn't feel no self-pity. I learned how to survive. I learned how to make my own food. I learned how to do things when I was young because if you're gonna survive in this world, sometimes you gotta just step up for your own self. So I stepped up and then developed hard skin. And then hard skin doesn't mean like being, oh, I'm this big old bad, bad dude, no. I just learned how to let things not bother me so I can focus on what I wanted to do. That's that's that mindset, that's that all right, we all got problems, but it's not the problem, it's how you process it. And that's what I tell people being from Mississippi all the time and being from my circumstances. I could have easily went left, I could have easily did, made an excuse, but I processed the problem, chewed it up, spit it out, and kept on going. That's what, it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier about personal responsibility. Take responsib- responsibility for your life and take control of it, and that's what this young man's done. Yeah. But at the same time, you yeah. mentioned that you went through the foster system, what have you, yeah. and, and how that can affect one's heart in a good way, you know, that it can propel you, and in a way that can also be difficult, so. But, um, so, when it comes to the foster care system, it's more so, like, not every place that you go to, every place that you get to go to, or that you're placed in is going to be that ideal placement. What most people don't know that every kid that's in that system, if you're a foster parent, you're receiving a, you're receiving an income, you're receiving a check to take care of said kid, and the check doesn't have to go towards the kids. So here's the thing: you can have all these kids, and only one of them getting treated well. One of them getting treated well out of seven or eight. So I was never that one. I was one of the ones that was always on the outside. So I had to learn how to just stay, stay back and try not to get seen by public opinion and like public eye every time anything happened. Because if something happened and somebody asking about me at the home, then I'm still getting in trouble by the parent. Mm -hmm. So like being in, being in the system, 
you had to really learn how to learn like survival instincts, real survival instincts. If you wanted to eat the next night, you had to work, you had to act accordingly. If you wanted to have blankets, you had to act accordingly. You got to clean clothes, you had to act accordingly. And that, it just got, it just got, uh, it was just enough. And so I started bucking up, you know, you told me something, I'm going to tell you something right back. And then I developed that sort of thick skin. And then uh, once I didn't, once I got to my mom's and uh, when I, by the time I was 17, she helped me really like focus and like dial my, dial my uh, intent, like dial in what I needed to do and who I, who I was becoming as a person. There's deep knowledge and there's deep knowledge through going through things and we I think that's the only way sometimes through osmosis you can learn because you know your mom and right. daddy can tell you Since something over and over again <laughs> but experience until you go through it how do the kids respond to you when they hear your story knowing the things that they're going through at that time I'm sure when you look in their eyes you can you, you can you can see that same fire that you had right sure yeah some kids they definitely they definitely hear me you know uh kids they're they're essential into affected when it comes to the newer, uh, the younger generations, because like, it's good. It's all good and well what we're doing and being like the top of the game with the things that we're doing right now. But uh, at the end of the day, what really matters is what, what are these kids going to do once we can't run the world no more, you know? Mm -hmm. To even from a, a personal perspective, because beyond, you know, you being able to teach me some jujitsu moves to knock these two out on the right and oh, the left. Yeah. She, so she I, would like I, that. I, I am curious, maybe after this interview, how you could tell me maybe to, uh, to perfect my chokehold. <laughs> 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 right? But even from a, a personal perspective, as a man, you know, how you maneuver that just in your personal life and your friend's life, you know? Oh, uh, my, when it comes to me outside of being an athlete, I demand respect. And if you don't respect me, get out my face. And that's just how I go. Uh, because I'm not disrespecting you. If you have if you have a problem with how I am and how I look at my disability, then you're not supposed to be in my airspace. Right. Simple as that. I listen, I am not complicated. Hey, life is not complicated. People complicate life. That's the way to go. Life is not complicated to those who know where they're trying to go, knowing how they're gonna get there, and don't care what cards that they dealt. So what led you to uh wrestling? I was in second grade. I was just a little kid, got a flyer, thought it was fun. And then over the next like 12 years, uh, developed a style and uh, got into college, became a multiple time All-American and all this other fun stuff. No, it's all, it's all a mental game. Like, you know, I could have, I could have the most uh, innate martial skill on the planet and be able to dismantle the best people in the world. But here's the thing, it don't matter. If my mental state isn't up to par with what my physical body can do. Yeah. Because sometimes the physical, the, your, the strength leaves and all you're left with is just the skill that you've developed mm -hmm. and what you directly know. So when that being said, you got to just tell yourself, look, man, I got to throw these punches. I got I to gotta step forward. Even though I'm dead tired, I'm going to step into him attacking. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's what it is that, kind of pushes you to that next level and you find out you can do amazing things in those moments. So you have a huge following on social media from Instagram, yeah. TikTok, or what have you. I'm just curious, some of the comments that you've got over time with people seeing you do the things that you do on video 
just the interactions that you've had with people. What are some of the things that like people have shared with you as far as how you've inspired them? Shoot, I, I don't really pay attention too much to social media. Hey, my guy, I enjoy that. I mean, he ain't he, he taking He's it focused. in without He's taking focused. it in. He he had the finish line while they still watching him from behind. I understand that. No, nah, for real. Like, listen, you look at my social media. Well, my social media, I might have such a huge following, but you're seeing this much of what I'm actually out there doing every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, you see you see one minute, I have 24 hours. And with those 24 hours, I'm not on my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I'm working on my music. I'm working in the gym. I'm at practice. I'm getting ready to go back to practice right now. Uh, you know what I mean? So... Like, you know, I'm like, I'm doing all these things, interviews, podcasts. Like, I do so much in a day that if I sat down on my phone, uh, I wouldn't have much of a day. Hey, back that car up. Back that car up. I thought I heard you say music. First of all, what type of music? Oh, I can work with, like, hip-hop. I can work with jazz, blues, uh, everything. You know, I've been a drummer since I was a little kid. I was just, uh, I helped, I just uh, recently helped Big Crit and King Joel produce an album down in Atlanta. I've been okay. saying that's Mississippi Finals. You need you need us to touch that up with a little blues, <laughs> a little rap. You working with Big Crit? That's my guy. So that's what's up. Yeah, wait, so do you? So wait, do you rap? Do you do anything? A little bit, a little bit. I've been working on a few things right now. Oh, so you got you got a uh, verse for us? You got a verse? I can't even do it. Can, can can't we do it. Like, like, don't put it on the spot. I got a no, no. no yeah, I always, I always nah, got my verse. I, I, I got you. I got you. I got you. You got a verse? verse? I always got a hey, verse. What's your verse? Look, Give it to me. I got like I got all my stuff. I see the drum set. I see it. Okay, okay, okay. So you want my verse? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for it. Let's hear it. You gotta give me a beat. Here we go. You gonna give me a beat? Hey, this ain't really a hip hop beat. This My name is like Josina, and I went to USC. I lived in the Upper Quad, and I resided in 413. All the freshmen sweat me because I lived in Manly. While the rest was sweating bullets, I just be chilling in my AC. So I be representing DC, always doing my Maryland thing. It's the I forget. Oh uh, yeah, because hey, listen, okay, okay, okay. She wrote She done had this rap in her head since she was 15 years old. Hey, you been, yeah, no, you been waiting on that one. Hey, she done had this rap. It's not freestyling at all. It's not freestyling. Hey, then with Grandmaster Flash at her best. Hey, look. So I used to run track in Carolina, and when we used to go to Athlete Study Hall, we'd have to jump on the table and do a rap. But that was my winning one. Me, Dre Blige, some of the athletes, the, the Dominique great athletes. Dominique Dawes, go on, say it, go on, say it. Carolina would always jump on the stage when we yeah. were not doing what we were supposed to do, which was not studying, yeah. and do that rapping. So that's what that was. I'm just saying, OK. Don't <laughs> tell her that it stunk like garbage. <laughs> so, hey, you got right. a verse, Russell? You got a verse? No, no, don't put him on the spot. Uh, oh, uh, I, I'm, more, I'm more of, of like, I can but like I'm more on the music side. Like I'm a musician. Like the music, like, mm. like the beat that you would turn on yeah. and listen to on the radio, that hip hop beat, oh, I might okay. be behind one of them. Oh, so you Swiss beats? Yeah. You're basically Swiss yeah. beats. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, hey, producers outlast rappers. All right. Producers yeah, make that's, sounds that's forever. Rappers make words while they hot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's very true. That's very true. So, now, so you've accomplished, I mean, so much right now. All the Guinness Book of World Records and all these records that you have. What's What's next? What's your next goal? What type of goals you have now for yourself? UFC World Champion. Yeah, pretty much. Right now, I, I'm like I keep thinking about it nonstop. It's just whoever steps out in front of me on the 29th, next one is getting knocked the hell out, and that's just how that's going to go. Okay. Hey, yo, did you see the Adrian yeah. Peterson-Le'Veon Bell fight? Did you see that? Yeah, he got knocked out. Oh! 
Hey, what did hey, you think? Hey, of, hey, so hold up. Don't y'all do my boy AP like that. That's all the numbers. I know AP. <laughs> hey, hey, I want this he to end. No, no, I, I want this to end. I, I don't want to see no more former athletes, football uh, and basketball players. <laughs> I don't want no more ring. unboxing. Okay. Uh, like they got to stop. But, but, but talk about Adrian no, okay, Stephanie. I felt you on that. Finally, you said it. Somebody said it. What? Somebody said what? Said what? Said hey, what? They need to stop. You can't play boxing. Either you a boxer or you not. Did Le'Veon look like a boxer? Yeah, I'm a fighter. He... I'm a fighter. I'm a wrestler. I'm no boxer. You put me into a boxing ring and to take away all my martial skills except for striking, I'm probably gonna lose. Yep. Yeah. Hey, hey, I, 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 me to beat you up. Yeah. I'm gonna use my wrestling jujitsu and my striking, and I'm throwing elbows. Yeah, boxing is a serious sport. I think everybody looks at it as entertaining until you get in there. Oh, right, yeah. when you when you get in the ring, Mike Tyson. Everybody and, got a plan until you get knocked until out. Until you get hit in the face. Exactly. I, 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 I was just with boxing. Mike, and I asked him like, "What if that feeling was?" I was just with Mike Tyson what, two weeks ago. Yeah. And I I picked his picking his brain right. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I was like, man, what is like, what's that? Like, what what kind of mindset does that take to go in there? And he looked at me. He's like, you gotta be crazy. Mm. You gotta be crazy. You gotta be crazy. But I, but yeah. I wanted to know from asking you before about the Adrian Peterson, uh, Le'Veon Bell fight. Can, what, what, what was the technique to to that led to Adrian getting knocked out? He he had Nothing. he, he was, was too numb. He was I mean, keeping nah, his left he, hand he don't down. Don't know to how him. to actually box. Any real boxer would never turn your back yeah. to another boxer. And he like he just dipped his shoulder to turn away. If you're gonna dip your shoulder, turn away, turn the other way. He turned the wrong way. Yeah. So dude mm. said, okay. And it cracked him out. And yeah. what did you think about the technique on uh, Le'Veon Bell's, what was it, jab? Let me nah, act like I know what nah. I'm talking about. I don't get nobody right no props for beating up old men. All right. They <laughs> me neither. Like, me neither. Like, they look like two uncles at the barbecue that they got to <laughs> fight last week and this week. <laughs> yeah, but they ain't boxing. What it's did you think boxing. about Le'Veon Bell's technique? I think that it's all for show, and I think it's all fake and scripted, uh, even though it's boxing. But uh, if I'm going to be real, it's going to be really satisfying to see Anderson Silva knock out. So you didn't think Jake. it was a real take oh, Paul, so, so you got you got Silva. I know, I know Silva personally. He's one of those guys that's been help, that's helped me train over the years. Yeah. I'm actually really close with him and his family. I so, can't wait till he give it to Paul. Well, that's the only thing, though. But see, Silva, I mean, he was, he's, a, he's a champion. He's an MMA champion. Just like you said, you, you, he's, you have to take away some of You take away his legs. You take away everything else. That he's used to yeah, but no, race. here's the thing. People have been going around saying, people have been going around saying that he's turning seemingly to be a more savage boxer than he was a UFC fighter. And he was the king of the UFC. So with that being said, what does that mean? That means he's going to be a hell of a striker, all right? Hey, look at that. Oh, that, you know the ST from Mississippi don't sound too good. <laughs> hey, hey, but hey, long reach. He gonna keep. He gonna keep Jake Paul away from him and just drop killer bees on him, fifth ward bees on him. Uh, fifth ward bees. You know, fifth ward bees. That from the nineties right boys. there. Yeah, get away. Okay. Uh, <laughs> then I triple team though. Hey, listen. Yeah, well, listen. We appreciate you joining us and having a nice little conversation with us. You mentioned at the top of this that you had to go on and practice, so we don't want to hold you too long and sharing the yeah no coach uh, coach is uh dude's like 50 years old and he really gets up my ass hey, 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 I, I, <laughs> yeah. I understand that brother but hey you are inspiration man Definitely. keep doing what you're doing baby yeah, absolutely. And, and, and keep taking it to the next level y'all tune into my fight next one i yeah, got you yeah, yeah. I'm where, where are you fighting I'm going to be fighting uh, some uh, venue up here in L.A. Okay. All right, baby. Thanks for coming on the yeah. show. That's we appreciate up. you. Thanks for coming right, on. Thank you. Thank you.